0: What if you could go on vacation somewhere and get away with anything that you wanted without repercussions? Welcome to the never-ending Infinity Pool by Brandon Cronenberg. While staying at an isolated island resort, James, played by Alexander Skarsgård, and M. Cleopatra Coleman, are enjoying a perfect vacation of pristine beaches, exceptional staff, and soaking up the sun. But guided by the seductive, mysterious Gabby, played by Mia Goth, they venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence and untold horror. James is a struggling artist, and he decides to go on an adventure to a resort with his girlfriend and wife, where they meet up with the seductive Mia Goth, who plays Gabby, and Gabby is a big fan. Of James's work so much so she invites James and M to dinner one thing leads to another they bond James is a klutz to say the least continues to make bad decisions the first bad decision being even encountering Gabby but Gabby is so seductive in his mind hey I have a fan and intoxicated James makes these horrible decisions while they're out and Gabby takes advantage of these poor decisions on the way back to the resort James is driving while everybody else in the car is asleep he ends up hitting a local He's advised by Gabby not to call the police. The next morning, authorities show up at his hotel room, taking James and Em to a facility. I I thought it was fantastic throughout the film, particularly the facility where Cronenberg throws visuals at us, not giving us much context, and we're not sure what to expect. Then it's laid out that the state law requires James to make a choice. Either he can be executed straight up for his crime, or he can choose to be doubled. Now doubled essentially being cloned and having the clone take the place of him on the execution line but James is forced to watch so James pays an extremely rich amount of money to have this done this leads James down a dark greedful lust filled psychedelic ride and we're there for it infinity pool blurs the line between fantasy and reality at one point you're not sure if this is the clone living out his dream or if it's really James, because let's be honest, James has completely changed as a person. I really enjoyed the cinematography and the musical score. It's wonderful to look at, visual spectacle, and Cronenberg shows some directing chops. Now, Skarsgård plays James as a bumbling idiot who is sort of in over his head at times and continues to make bad decision never bad decision. Mia Goth, on the other hand, dominates every scene that she's in. And completely changes James's life. I'd recommend Infinity Pool for people that are into body horror and sin. Highly recommend for those sort of fans that are in the horror niche. If you're not into dark tales and psychedelic trips, then I will not recommend Infinity Pool for you. Now, this new Blu-ray comes to us from Decal. And unfortunately, there's no special features. Transfer looks okay. I would say it's middle of the road. A nice B rating is what I would give it, the picture quality. Have you seen Infinity Pool? What did you think? Let me know in the comment section below this video. In a world full of Instagram filters and Snapchat emojis, imagine if you didn't have to do that. All you had to do to look beautiful was wear a mask. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Flesh and Fantasy, a trilogy of tales of death and love. First, a drowning during Mardi Gras leads to a bitter woman's masked reckoning. Next, an upstanding citizen is driven to madness and murder by a palm reader's prophecy. Finally, a circus tightrope, Walker is haunted by dreams of a mysterious woman and his own death. One of the first horror anthology films made by an American studio. This is Flesh and Fantasy. The first story in Flesh and Fantasy follows Betty Field, who plays Henrietta. Henrietta thinks of herself as selfish and ugly until she puts on a mask. Leads us to a Mardi Gras party where she becomes attractive to the gentleman, good and bad. She has to fend off one of them, and another one really takes a liking to her. This guy falls head over heels for her and proclaims his love and wants to get married to her right, right on the spot. Very 1940s of this guy. And she's for the ride. Henrietta is, is just wants to be loved for her beauty, but her beauty is artificial. The second story of Flesh and Fantasy deals with a palm reader who is at a party reading palms of other people, other guests there at the party. And he, everything that he says is coming true. In walks... Edward G. Robinson. He gets his palm read and he doesn't believe the palm reader. He's like, You know, give me that. Don't give me that garbage. I want to know everything. The palm reader says, Be careful. Be careful what you wish for. You may not like it. Edward G. Robinson's like, I don't care. I want to know everything. I want to know the full truth. What am I going to do? What, how am I going to die? All this, every, every good and bad, all the information. Palm reader gives it to him. He tells Edward G. Robinson, You are going to commit murder. This leads Edward G. Robinson onto this spiraling obsession, going through all the scenarios of like who could he be, who could he kill, why would he want to kill him. I thought story two was brilliantly done. Felt like an episode of the Twilight Zone. Story three follows a famous carnival acrobat who has a dream where he falls off the uh, tightrope and sees a woman screaming. Story three, unfortunately, I didn't really like. He ends up becoming sort of obsessed with the dream and and he's like, Do I, don't I know you? And he has to fill her in on, like, I've had this dream, maybe it's a premonition type thing. And it just didn't really land for me as well as Story 2. So I definitely would say Story 2 was the, the stronger point of Flesh and Fantasy. But some great filmmaking here. You, there's a lot of use of shadows, set pieces are great, the acting is really strong. I just thought maybe the writing suffered a little bit. Flesh and Fantasy comes to us from Vinegar Syndrome. As you can see, the front has the embossing on the slipcover, and the back has nice little mask here. You're going to kill, you're going to die, Unseen Hands pushed him on. So kind of foreshadowing of all three stories here. Old artwork here on front and on the back, special features and information like that. Open it up, just a disc, no booklet or anything. Special features include commentary track by author Barry Forshaw and film critic author Kim Newton, a f- and also a featurette uh, in French, it's about a, a documentary, I think it's about an hour long, and then a stills gallery, and a theatrical trailer. So from 1943, 90, it's only 94 minutes, aspect ratio is 137. If you're a fan of Edward G. Robinson or any of the 1940s film noir, you know i think this was a risk for universal to really put out at the time and i don't know if it really landed fully for me what did you guys think of flesh and fantasy did you pick it up have you seen it let me know your thoughts in the comments below so you think you've got what it takes to be a star in this town well come on down to hollywood boulevard welcome to miracle pictures where if it's a good film it's a miracle this hilarious tribute to the unsung heroes of low-budget filmmaking is the tale of one-would-be actresses seeking to make it in Hollywood. A young ditzy blonde arrives in Tinseltown to make it as an actress, one way or the other. After several mishaps, a shady agent finds her a job with a sleazy B-movie crew plagued by strange, deadly accidents. In this town, making it can be murder, now restored in HD. See this cult classic from the makers of Rock and Roll High School in Piranha, from the original camera negative. This is Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard was produced by Roger Corman and New World Pictures, directed by Joe Dante and Alan Arkish. Joe Dante would go on to do Piranha, and Alan would go on to do Rock and Roll High School. This was their first movie, and they were cutting trailers for New World Pictures. Roger Corman let them make this movie, but he said that has to be really cheap. Became the cheapest of the cheap. New World Pictures and Roger Corman weren't really known for having big budgets on their films. Roger Corman has been grooming young filmmakers from the 60s and 70s. You know, Jack Nicholson started with Corman. Coppola, Scorsese, There's a huge list. James Cameron. You know, there's so many people that started in this Corman school of the bee exploitation and drive-in movies. Hollywood Boulevard is a parody of those times at New World Pictures and having a low-budget crew making a movie. People having these accidents. And it's a hilarious movie. People are dying. Hey, that's showbiz. Hey, everybody's doing it now. more of that just a fantastic film candace Rowson, she is a beauty and she comes to town and wants to be an actor in hollywood hmm? is uh, this miracle pictures welcome to miracle pictures where they make a picture a week and if it's a good picture it's a miracle hi i'm candy you're an actress what well, do you keep to the right place kid hollywood boulevard and dick miller becomes her agent a bearded lady hold on paul bartell playing the director your money or your life no no feeling mary your money or your life your money or your life terrible and mary warrenoff as the evil starlet killer you'll never be a star now now they did reuse some footage from death race 2000 and other corman films put in here to make it look more of a high budget but the film was shot in 10 days hollywood boulevard wasn't a really big hit in theaters it found its home on home video and developed into this cult status, which most, most Roger Corman films do. This Blu-ray looks amazing, probably the best we're going to get. And the special features are insane. So the remaster from the original Camera Negative with over 24 hours of scene the scene color correction. So you imagine the work they did on this film to remaster it for this Blu-ray is amazing. Uh, Feature-length commentary by Joe Dante, Alan Arkish, and producer John Davison. Brand new on-camera interviews from Joe Dante, Roger Corman, Alan Arkish, John Davison, Mary Warnoff, Jeffrey Kramer, and Miller Drake. Trailers from Hell with John Davison, original trailer. Some of the highlights that these interviews go into, like the casting process, what it was like on set how they all like to work for Roger Corman, and then Corman talks about the film, how he really enjoyed how it turned out. And yeah, I mean, just really became a launching point for these guys and everybody involved. I know this Blu-ray is hard to find. It's from Scorpion releasing. If you can uh, try to find this film, I know that it's also available right now on Tubi, so I highly recommend if you want to have a good time and get some laughs, check out Hollywood Boulevard and become a star. And as always, this has been Return of the Disc. I'm Dan. For more Return of the Disc, visit returnofthedisc.com. Check out the audio version of today's show, available on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel